today on CityCast Denver. It's All-Star Game Day! And housing activists say the city has been sweeping our unhoused neighbors away from the TV cameras. We'll get to the bottom of it. It's hard to sort of face our massive problems that we're that we see in this town while we're also trying to have fun and, and make money. Today is Tuesday, July 13th, 2021. I'm Alexandra McMahon, and this is CityCast Denver. Here's the news. <clears throat> yep, it's smoky out there. It's going to be partly sunny today with a high of 94. Our top story comes from the same journalist who also happens to be our guest today, but we'll get to Kevin Beatty in a minute. One of his recent stories for Denverite shows that even if you're making a lot in your field, like if your salary is in the 90th percentile for your industry, it still might not be enough to buy a median-priced home in Denver. Now, this isn't for all industries in the city, but it is true for most of the professions the Colorado Department of Labor tracks in its salary data. And yeah, it should be no surprise that the city's housing market is expensive. But like, what if you're making the most you'll ever make in your field and it's still not enough? Where does that leave teachers, police officers, nurses, journalists, renters? (sighs) I guess our only hope is to buy a home outside of the city. I mean, unless you've got a partner who's buying a home with you, I, I guess that'll help. Remember when a bunch of Denver residents got Brita filters delivered to their doorstep because the city has a big lead pipe problem? Well, now there's some concern that not enough children are being tested each year for lead poisoning, according to the Denver Post. The state health department wants to raise awareness about the importance of getting children tested because, one, a blood test is really the only way to find out if a kid has lead poisoning, and two... The more kids you test, the better picture you have to see if there's a larger water contamination problem, like in Flint, Michigan. So it might be worth talking to your pediatrician about. I don't know. Welcome to All-Star Game Day. Baseball enthusiasts have flocked to Denver from all over the country. Downtown has been taken over by fuzzy mascots and special events have been taking place across the city for the last week all culminating in the game tonight at Coors Field. Two teams made up of the most popular MLB players in the league will compete. And no, there are no Rockies players on either team. Who are you kidding? But I don't want to talk about baseball today. At least not directly. Since it was announced in March that the All-Star Game would be coming to Denver, advocates for our unhoused neighbors saw a trend. They saw the city conducting more sweeps of encampments and cracking down harder on folks living on the streets. It is very hard to prove that there is indeed a correlation between the spike in sweeps and Denver being thrust into a national spotlight for the All-Star Game. But one reporter in town did his best to find out if that's what was happening. Yeah, I'm rolling. Levels look good. And I'm just taking a last look at the story that we're talking about to make sure I have the numbers in my head. (laughs) Sounds good. Kevin Beatty is a reporter for Denverite, and he recently dove into Denver's limited data on homeless sweeps and is here to tell us what he found. Kevin, welcome to CityCast. Thanks for having me. All right. So housing activists say the city has been increasing sweeps of our unhoused neighbors leading up to the today's All-Star Game. 
The city says there's no concentrated campaign going on to whitewash the city for the TV cameras. You put in a bunch of records requests to get the real numbers. So what's happening? Yeah, I mean, so the city has been sending these these notifications to city council, uh, notifying them of these what they call like large scale encampment cleanups uh, since January 2020. And so, you know, just by virtue of sort of taking these notifications, we could sort of count like how many days of sweeps there have been since January 2020. And I mean, it sure looks like, you know, there have been more days whether or not there have been more sweeps in particular is like a murkier question because there are multi-day sweeps and they're handled by different agencies. And like, you know, the Denver Post reported that there were more sweeps this year than there were last year. But like their numbers and my numbers and the numbers that these act- this activist group from Allies to Abolitionists have put together, like none of our none of our numbers of like the number of sweeps have like match up. And, and this is, you know, it sort of points to this like broader issue that like nobody is keeping real records on any of this stuff. But from what I could tell from sort of taking a look at, um, at all of these notifications is that like, there have been a lot of days of sweeps in the last two months. And on a month by month basis, there are, there were more in the last two months than there have been since they, they started sending these notifications out. So, you know, it's like, the city says they're returning to this normal cadence that they've been doing three sweeps a week before the pandemic hit. And that they're just sort of like getting back into the swing of things now that COVID is over. But there's really no way to confirm that because there are there is no paper trail that goes before January 2020. And, you know, what we can see from from the records is that, like, as long as there have been records kept, like they have sort of hit a surge. Whether that's picking up the slack that was left from, you know, sort of taking a break during COVID or if it's related to the All-Star Game is, you know, sort of conjecture at this point. So what is the city saying about this recent uptick? City says there's nothing to see here. You know, Mayor Hancock held a press conference at a new shelter two weeks ago. And so it was an opportunity for us to like really sort of speak to him and his chief of staff, Evan Dreyer, for the first time in person in a long time. And there were a bunch of reporters sort of asking about this stuff. And, you know, Mayor Hancock said something interesting, you know, in the sort of the same breath of saying there's nothing to see here. This is not unusual. He did say well, but there are more camps, so we are having to do more sweeps. So he kind of like sort of contradicted himself in the, the same one minute period talking to us. What, what they're saying is that like unsanctioned camping is not acceptable in the city. And as long as there are camps that are popping up around town, we're going to go in and we're going to clean them up because they're bad for people who stay there and they're bad for neighbors and they get complaints about them and stuff like that. What I, what I heard from him was that the number of sweeps and the number of days of sweeps is a function of just like how many people are staying out in public on sidewalks. And activists would say, well, <laughs> the more you sweep people, the more they're just going to pop up in other places. And, and this is not sort of this is not solving the problem. And I asked Evan Dreyer, Mayor Hancock's deputy chief of staff, like, you know, are these working? You know, is this working? And what does that mean? And, you know, he was at a podium in front of in front of press. And he said, yes, they're working. I, you know, I can only assume that his sort of definition of working is that, like, the goal here is just to disperse them when they pop up and not necessarily to put people in housing or, or to sort of like solve the underlying issues. Do you know how much the unhoused population in Denver has increased over the course of the pandemic? Because I'm sure, like, that that did happen. People were losing jobs. I'm sure people were losing homes. Do you know if, if there's any data to back that claim up? Yeah. So tracking like the actual number of unhoused people in the city is really hard. And it's been a problem sort of calculating that for years. Britta Fisher, who's the city's chief housing officer, said that they are seeing sort of more homelessness in the city uh, than they've ever seen before. And it's related to the pandemic. So she said, 
shelter use increased 54% last year. And that like the shelter system is housing like 2,200 people every night and 8,000 people are using day shelters, which sort of points to this like, you know, this like broader issue of homelessness. If you don't have all these people who are going to the shelter, but they're going to the day shelter for, you know, a couple hours in the afternoon. Wow. Okay. Um, Let's back up a little bit. For listeners who aren't familiar with what these sweeps look like, I know that you've photographed a lot of these. You've been covering this for a long time. Can you just describe like what happens when a so-called sweep happens? Sure. And I think it's important to say at the front that they've been changing over time. So like right now, the Denver Department of Transportation and Infrastructure, uh, which is the agency that handles most of these, because at the moment they're enforcing this policy through encumbrance and encumbrance law, which is like a really broad law uh, ordinance that says that the that Dottie can go in and sort of clear anything that's blocking like a public right of way. And so they handle most of this stuff. And they're in like a really sort of well-oiled machine mode right now where they give like seven days notice to people who are staying at these camps uh, on the day of the, of the sweeps. They show up at like five o'clock in the morning. These Fences go up to sort of contain the area. You have police officers and sometimes mental health care workers who are sort of like administering stuff. But, you know, basically it's like, you know, they close this area off. People know they have to get out of there. People take whatever of their belongings they can and get out. And everything else ends up in either a garbage truck or some bins that, you know, the city say they store for people if they want to come pick their stuff up later. But, you know, a lot of this is like people are losing losing stuff that they've been sort of hanging on to. And by, you know, 10 o'clock, the the area is like totally cleared out. Like a year ago, like maybe like a little bit more than a year ago, they, they hadn't quite gotten this cadence figured out yet. And so like there weren't fences and like sometimes they would start later. I think the fences came in when protesters last year started showing up and, and sort of like making it difficult for the city to, to do that work. And so they like sort of figured out how to like keep uh, a line of separation between you know, advocates uh, and and protesters, and then like sort of everyone from the city who's dealing with folks inside these these areas. A year, two years ago, you would see like maybe a sweep of like a single block. When I wrote the story that we're talking about, there was a sweep that was like three days long and encompassed like twenty blocks in in five points. And so, you know, like they, it, it's it's sort of difficult generally to quantify like how much of this is happening because you have sort of like the way that they're changing the sweeps is is sort of making it like comparing apples to oranges so like you know you might have like a lot of like individual sweeps last year for these smaller areas and now you have kind of just like one sweep that's covering like a massive swath of the city well and since that first report about the sweeps you've also done more reporting more data reporting on drug citations and trespassing citations can you tell me a bit about what you found there sure so a couple of months ago, I was interviewing business owners and and uh, neighbors uh, around these safe outdoor sites that were in Capitol Hill before they closed. And I talked to one business owner who said, you know, my beat cop is around, you know, came around and said that they are cracking down on crime on Colfax in Capitol Hill as a result of the All Star Game. And so that was interesting. And I was trying to figure out like how can I verify any of that? You know, the city says they're not they're not doing anything special for the All Star Game and and you know, whatever. So Denver has really great crime records. And, you know, basically what you can do is like sort of map every crime that DPD has recorded going back to 2016. And so like I mapped all that stuff and then drew a box around Civic Center Park and drew a box around the Colfax area where, where this uh, restaurant uh, restaurant owner works just to see if there were any sort of like different 
trends going on um, compared to the rest of the city. And you know what I found was that trespassing charges were took sort of a, a small spike between uh, May and June of this year, and drug citations at Civic Center Park hit like an all-time high uh, in June. There's only one other month that comes anywhere close to the number of drug citations within Civic Center Park, and it was 420, 2016, when there were like a lot of marijuana citations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and so I asked DPD like what the deal was, and they said basically that, no, this doesn't have to do anything with the All-Star game. It's all to do with these violent crime hotspots that we're sort of working to mitigate. And Chief Pazin told me that this year, narcotics trafficking and narcotics selling is sort of the underlying cause of a lot of the shootings that they've been seeing this year, different than last year, which was like mostly arguments. And so, you know, this is just another example of like, it's like well-timed. You have all these people coming to Denver, like the city's trying to put on a good face. There are events all over the city to sort of like, you know, show the city's best face to all these people who are coming in. And you've got, you know, something that is just conveniently timed to sort of like make the city possibly look better from, from officials perspective uh, while people are, are getting ready to come to the, you know, come to town with, with this and with the sweeps, it's pretty hard to say definitively like, yes, mayor Hancock is worried about what the city looks like when this all-star game comes to town, but you know, they're, they're kicking up enforcement on all kinds of, in all kinds of directions as, as they're getting ready for this event. Yeah, I guess the uh, interesting thing will be to watch what happens after the All-Star Game if these trends continue and if it really is them addressing violent hotspots, as they call them, or if it is just kind of petering out. <laughs> I mean, I think they will. You know, it's not just this this one event. You know, the city is is coming back to life after a year of dormancy. It's hard to sort of face our massive the massive problems that we're that we see in this in this town while we're also trying to like have fun and and make money well kevin thank you so much sure thanks for having me that's all for today here on citycast denver did you know that we're part of a network we have a sister city cast in chicago and now our network is growing we are expanding to Boise, Houston, Las Vegas, Nashville, Oakland, Omaha, Pittsburgh, and Salt Lake City. Holy cow! If you have friends in any of those places, tell them to check out citycast.fm and sign up to get updates. And of course, don't forget about little old Denver. You can rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. And thanks for listening. We have a sister cast. Oh, sister cast.